Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This is welcome back to the Realist Podcast in the Dunya. We are back again with the man. The man. Oh, me? Oh, okay. Okay, this is black. Okay. You know, I have to say, just like getting to know you guys a little more, you all bring a really cool personality and value to this whole group dynamic. I have to say, like, everyone has like this really essential quality. I, I, I'm just realizing more. Like I really feel like Allah has connected three completely unique personalities <coughs> somehow in such a such an awesome way. You know what I mean? And I think everyone has this quality. Like you have this like technical quality that pushes us to do things, right? Uh, you you bring it. You calm us down a little bit. You know, with all that astral projecting. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, and, uh, and you know, Rami also has a very, it's its sort of, you both have a very calming personality to things like that. But Rami, I don't know how to describe it. Rami just glues it together. I, I feel like Rami is the glue. Yes. Really, I, I think so. It feels that way to me. But hey, this is just an outsider looking in. So may Allah put more barakah in this as well too, man. Because mm-hmm. there's so many people out there who, you know, might mistakenly put ayin and hasid on you. Mistakenly, you know. Not, not even on purpose, just, yeah. you know, out of love. You know, that's what happened to the companions. When the companion, so they went out to, like, swim, and one of the companions took his shirt off, right? Mm-hmm. And the other companion looked at him and just said, wow, like, your skin is, like, of, of like, a beautiful, like, you know, virgin, yeah. you know, girl. Like, it's just so soft and silky. And immediately he just fell to the floor, mm-hmm. right? And when they brought him to the Prophet Muhammad, he said, why would you do this to your brother, right? Shouldn't you say, barakallah? Right? So even though someone might be watching this, yo, I love the three Muslims, right? MashaAllah, Barakallah, but perhaps they're not saying Barakallah. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala do that. May Allah allow us to, you know, do the azkar and stuff like that. To do that, shout out to all you guys. Make sure you guys do the azkar as well, too. You know, we got to stay safe. Comment down below. Let us know if you guys do your azkar every day. If that's something you want to work on, inshallah. Sorry, and yeah. yeah, let's go into it, bro. What were you speaking about in the car? That I had to stop the conversation and say, bro, we got to make this a podcast. Uh, it, was, it was about like just the overall social media game and because mm-hmm. it's definitely a game it's there's there's a way to play this thing you know and burnouts that are associated to this you know people's failed marriages associated to social what? media as well yeah bro uh failed marriages social media for sure and um i don't know it's it's definitely something beneficial mm-hmm. but at the same time if you're not using it correctly it's trapped in the devil bro it's really a devil's trap and i'm sure we have all been on one of those rabbit holes either on tiktok or on youtube or something or instagram or facebook stuff where you just keep going on and on and on but you know burnouts are real burnouts are real when it comes to uh this or like school or whatever burnouts are real yeah so what is a burnout what does it look like you tell me, something no, 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 I decided to perfectly leave myself out, you know? Don't want to be burping on the, on the nice microphones, mashallah, Um, burnout. How, how would you describe it? I think a burnout is, is a period of exhaustion or fatigue that follows when you don't take time to, like, recharge your battery. And this could be social burnout, work burnout, even sometimes burnout from stuff like school or making money or even, God forbid, the beam, bro. So many people burn out because... They set these goals, which are really good, but it's kind of over ambitious and they try to like go on 10, you know, 
there were there were men that came to the Prophet and they were they were saying that you know because you do this I'm gonna do this so for example I'm not gonna pray uh, or I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take breaks from prayer I'm gonna pray all night I think another one said I'm gonna never sleep with my wife and the other one said I'm gonna never uh, I'm just gonna fast forever I'm never gonna break my fast the Prophet said no that's that's extreme I do these things you know when, when it's time I, I recharge break your fast have permissible intimacy with your wife when it's necessary, when it's time, and you know, pray like when it's time, not like all night. I believe I'm paraphrasing, no. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, like we need to take time off. So even things from the being, some people experience burnout because they just don't know when to like take time off, take a step back. Religious burnouts. You being coming into Islam, and you know when when a lot of times we are excited <laughs> about the deen, you know, we might go all in. You know, I'm sure you've had moments like that. Do you feel like you can ever think that you had a religious or spiritual like burnout? Not spiritual burnout, but like a religious burnout, son? Yeah, no, I've had it, man. And it's it's basically what you said. You get overzealous. You just get hyped. You're like, oh, all right, let me do this, let me do this, let me do this. And then, like, when you start doing it, you, it's just a matter of time before mm-hmm. it all just falls apart. Mm-hmm. And that's why Allah said, like, uh, what is Allah? Or was it the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? So, like, Allah loves. The thing that's done like little by little. Like, awesome, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned the best of deeds are those that are small but consistent. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think that's the most important part. I'm an all in type person. Mm-hmm. But like with Islam, I've had to learn to take a little bit. <laughs> you know, I want to correct myself. It's not the best of deeds, but Allah loves, Allah loves deeds that are small but consistent. Yeah. I want to say the best of deeds. Everyone's going to start take a step back just doing micro little deeds. My friend said, no. No, it's, it's the consistent deeds, right? Because mm-hmm. I remember I was watching this uh, thing on. National Geographic or something like that, and um, they were talking about the Grand Canyon, you know, the Grand Canyon itself too. Before I thought the Grand Canyon was like a meteor had hit it or an asteroid had hit it before, before, right? I didn't know. And when I learned about it, there's a canyon, it's like a whole thing, right? And I had found out that the Colorado River cut through that canyon. So that water that you see underneath is the Colorado River. And uh, it created through time, through millions of years of just passing over and over and over again, it created a whole canyon in between them, right? And the reason I'm sharing this is because those deeds that are small but consistent creates a long-lasting impact. It might not happen immediately, right? Like those gains when you talk about working out, I know too, I'm sitting next to Russian between uh, personal trainers, like you'll see this, like you're not always gonna see those results immediately, right? But the consistency behind it is what makes it good. And I think that burnouts happen when you try to do more than you're able to handle, right? You have to build the type of stamina, a type of um, muscle memory or something where you're able to sustain it because the way you're going is unsustainable. You get me? Like if you're you're driving with the highest RPMs, your engine can blow out, it can catch mm-hmm. on fire, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what essentially I consider a burnout. Like you are putting way too much pressure on something when the engine's still cold and you have to you have to build it up. But do you think there's any times where the Prophet Mansalsam like talked about perhaps you could like find something on the Quran first girl, but it talks about like extremism or yeah. something like that? Yeah, so uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I recall the hadith process where he said do not take basically do not take your religion to extremes. Yeah, right. cannot be extreme as much yeah. yeah, and also there's a hadith, the very beautiful hadith of, uh, I think of uh, Hanzala, where he, I think he talked about this recently as well. He and um, other companions were with the Prophet, and they were talking about Jahannam and Jannah as if it, it was, like almost as if they could see it in front of them. Like they described it so much, it's like they could see it. That's how he reported it. 
Then later they left Hansa and Emirates. I left. I went to my family, my wife, my kids, my work. I played. I laughed. I, you know, had fun, and I forgot. And mm-hmm. I couldn't see them anymore. Mm-hmm. And he went to Abu Bakr al and he's like, "Yeah, Abu Bakr, I become a Buddha." Uh huh. He's like, "What? Why? What happened?" He's like, "You know, I was with Prophet Sallam. It was as if I could see heaven and hell." And I went. I laughed. I played. And I forgot about it. I can't see mm-hmm. anyone. He's like, he's like, well, the same thing just happened to me. So he went to the Prophet and he told him about this. He said the same exact thing. He narrated it. The Prophet said, "No, he said that." He said, "Yeah, Hanzala, there's a time for this and there's a time for that." Wow. Very powerful. There's a time for this. There's, yeah. time, there's time for you know, dhikr, remembering Allah, you know, remembering um, the truth, the reality, the day of judgment, you know, mm-hmm. death even, right? Remember often the story of all pleasures, death, so on and so forth. And there's a time to be with the family, to relax. There's even one scholar, I forget who it was, but he, he actually emphasized uh, taking a break and, and mm-hmm. taking time to enjoy yourself. He narrated, actually, um, he saw these two men carrying a log, right? Heavy logs, so doing some heavy lifting. And to kind of entertain themselves, one would say a line of poetry, and then the other one would say a line of poetry in response, trying to keep the same rhythm, you know, and flow going back and forth. So the scholar narrates that I paused and stopped and just listened to them for entertainment. Mm-hmm. So it's actually important if you want to keep your deen, your iman alive, mm-hmm. you need some kind of break for that. And one thing I want to highlight is we've kind of spoke about burning out as if it's in one regard, like you burn out with work or you burn out with religion. My experience burning out is with everything. With religion, with school, with work, with family, mm-hmm. with the podcast, mm-hmm. with everything. It's mm-hmm. like everything together is like, oh, I can't do all this anymore. And it goes together with that triangle that you spoke about. When you feel bad, you do bad, and you think bad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because the burnouts don't just affect one part of your life. It's everything. You know, you don't separate yourself from work. Like if you're having a bad day at work, you tend to bring that home, right? If you're having a bad day at school, you tend to bring that home. You try. It tends to bleed into every aspect of our lives as well, too. Because we can't just separate ourselves. Because you know, we we are all one within within those systems. But interesting point. Mm. There's so many, perhaps, failed marriages because the same thing happens as well too. Like the like the husband is bringing home the work. You know, they bring home that stress. They bring home and think that it's all work, 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 work. Some people are so obsessed with money that they just want to work, and they will say, "I'm I'm working." So I can provide my family with the mm. best. And they will Shaitan has tricked them to believe that they're working so that your family can have the best lifestyle. But you never spend time with your family. Believe me, your children and your wife want to see you home. They want to see you spend time with you more than the money and going on trips and holidays and all that sort of stuff. So you can make this excuse about like, oh, I want to work, I want to work so I can provide for my family, but uh, to provide your family with this lifestyle. But the truth is that. That work is keeping you away from your family, so there needs to be a type of balance that gets struck between them. If you're, a, uh, you know, a student, sometimes all you can think about is studying all the time. You know, there's some people who are just like studiers, but like they just study, 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 study. You ask them, "Oh, I'm studying," you know, like seriously, like they're you look like a studier on me. You look like you had a really good study habits and study routine. Uh, it looks like, right? <laughs> don't you look a little? Don't you look a little like a little worm, like a little bookworm over here? No, so. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, you look like you look like you have some good study habits and stuff. I, I was good with it till I burnt out. There you go. There you go. And you know, a lot of times, even those probably listening to us as well, they don't realize this. But when you're burning out, you can't perform your best. You know, you're just not able to perform your best. The way I tend to like when I was studying, when I learned how to study, because you have to learn how to do these things, right? It doesn't just come to you. You have to learn how to study. I didn't know that. I thought that you know, you just pick up a book and that's it right no but there's actual ways to study mm-hmm. um as a lot of people may or may not notice but i told you guys i'm professionally a school teacher right so you can imagine like i'm doing all this right 
what does a school teacher have to do, right? We have homework, right? We have to grade. We have to do, like, think about, like, all the responsibilities a teacher has. I have those same responsibilities, right? And I have 120 people who expect to see a lesson every single day. Think about that, bro. 120 little humans wanting a lesson every single day, and I have to deal with all these types of personalities and all that stuff. Burnouts happen all the time. So I'm sure that there's teachers listening. They know teachers get burned out all the time. The reason I'm sharing this with you is, like, I learned when, when you have to lesson plan and do all these things is that at once upon a time, I would say, okay, I'm going to come home and for the weekend, I'm going to grade, I'm going to do every single thing, right? Saturday comes, I'm going to do it on Saturday. So Saturday comes and I keep delaying it. I'll do it later, in an hour, in two hours, and whatever. Okay, after the one, after this. And I end up never doing it. I end up not doing a single thing, okay? Then Sunday comes and all this dread starts coming with it, right? Oh, damn, it's due tomorrow. I didn't do nothing. I didn't, I broke my promise. And this burnout effect is having a effects on everyone else now i'm taking it on my wife my kids my family my mom and you know sometimes we speak mean to our parents because we're dealing with personal things and we just mm. take it on them it's not for a lot you know so your whole family gets impacted by these things what i learned to do instead was set timers that helps me out set timers so i would set a 45 minute timer and i would do nothing but that task for 45 minutes and one and once that timer's on there's no other tabs open. I'm only doing that. And subhanAllah, I found that my focus was just so like spot on, right? Once that timer went off, I stopped where I was and I'm able to reward myself and do whatever I want to do for another speed period of time. And then I can set another 45 minutes and do it as well too. That's how I could study. That's how I can work for anyone as well too. Um, but that, that was my personal experience with it. And because burnouts are realities, I don't know if people feel. Bro, we, we do have to like, we need to talk about this because burning out, bringing this whole stuff home mm-hmm. from work, it's important and it's not present. And there's another side, social media, bro. People are so, they're in the same room, but they're just on each other's phones mm-hmm. and they're not really present. So let's talk about the second one, bro. This this whole thing with social media, a lot of people are commenting, bro. There's a lot of good that there's a lot of hair that can come out of it, you know, giving that word all this. But there's there's a dark side to it. There's an extreme end of it where it's no longer just doing good. It's like you're literally hope, bro. And we were talking in the car about the algorithm, right? There's there's people, there's nerds in like you know in these cubicles, literally analyzing what you do, what you watch, how long you watch, when you skip, what you like to do. Your phone, subhanAllah, if you knew the analytics that TikTok's storing, bro, it knows you better than you know yourself. Mm-hmm. So let's go into that, bro. So one thing I'd like to say, I'd, I'd like to tell you about something, about narration, about Aisha, where a companion comes to, 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 to her to learn, right? So she teaches it about the lesson, teaches it in the hadith, whatever. We know the story, but I think it's important to see it in this regard. So a companion comes to Aisha and she, you know, asking her to teach him something and she teaches him hadith. Okay, the next day, that same person comes back and asks for another one. She asks a simple question, well, did you apply it? Did you apply what you learned? He said, no. She said, go back. Go back and learn. Okay, so let me ask you out there listeners or you guys as well, you just want to know, okay? When you've been binge watching a bunch of Mufti Mech videos, what have you applied from what they've learned? Are you just like, are you just like binge watching stuff? Like, are you just collecting data and just like da 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 da? Or, hey, I watched this Omar Salman video. Pause, let me go apply what I learned from what I just learned from that. You know what I mean? I just watched maybe some other video, even from you guys. Like, you know, I just I listened to the Great 3M podcast, right? 
now you have some choices like hey let me pause this. let me try to see what they're talking about right or do you just keep going on and on are you just consuming data consuming spiritual knowledge like it's entertainment or are you listening to your favorite speaker and you got that thing from the TikTok, from the short from wherever you consumed and now you're going to go apply it you know because that hadith applies to this as well too so i'm asking to all those true seekers of knowledge right are you applying what you're learning or are you just binge watching and consuming a bunch of entertainment? Has your deen just become entertainment? So thought. This is where the intention is the most important. Mm-hmm. Like you grab your phone and what's the intention to use it? Mm-hmm. Trying to learn something? Okay, the intention is to learn. Like you said, you shouldn't be watching like 20 some videos. All you need is one. Mm-hmm. You might not even need that entire one. You might only need like the first five, 10 seconds. Like the first five, 10 seconds, you might be picking up that phone and you got your answer. You might as well put that phone back down and apply it. You know, there's so many videos that I've watched where immediately I paused it and I just like immediately went on a tangent about what I just learned right there. And I never even got attention. That's great. Have you ever read a book where it was so promising and the book was so captivating, right? That you just stopped over there. You were reflecting and thinking about it. And then you start just applying what you were learning in that book so far that moment and you never even got a chance to finish it that's what true like application of knowledge looks like where you're just so excited to apply what you've learned that you don't have time and if that's how you thought how could you really burn out you know like i the we are advised the opposite in a way because because allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to question us about all the knowledge that we learn but didn't act on think about that that knowledge that you that you're you're acquiring testify for you or against you on the day of judgment what's the point of knowing so much more when you're not applying even the little that you know and that's something that Allah will question us about the knowledge that we had that we didn't apply so like why is it that we just want to consume 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 like are we just doing it for the sake of, again entertainment or do we really want to apply because if you are pausing and slowing down and not being extreme right how can you get burnt out it's such a nice rhythm it's harmony you know, you're burning out because you are not in balance. You understand? That's why the burnout is happening. Because in whatever field of your life, because you're not you're not really balanced. And everyone's balance looks different. Yeah, actually, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, just to back up your point, he, he talks about the people, you know, especially the scholars who have you know they memorize books or they have books, they have the knowledge, but they don't do anything with it. You know what Allah calls them? He says they're like donkeys carrying books. Wow. Literally, they're like donkeys carrying. My teacher uses a, a much nicer example. He says it's like a hard drive, right? That's just laying there with all these files on it. Well, Allah SWT himself says they're like donkeys carrying books. Well, if Allah's not afraid to use that kind of example, then we shouldn't be either. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. You know, are you a donkey carrying books or are you... <laughs> <laughs> to the viewers, are you a donkey? Are you a donkey? <laughs> no, for real though. That's, that's, that's amazing to think about because a lot of us just get wants to be these consumers and... The burnout happens when you're not in balance. That's what I'm really thinking about right now. And, you know, just saying something like that. And this just applies to anything. Because if you look at even the alignment of your car wheels, right? If you look at the threads of the wheels, and if one side is like rubbing a little bit more, and or look at the bottom of your sneaker, right? In the back of it, some people's like side heels are like a little bit more. It shows the reason it's burning out, right? Is because too much weight is coming on one side and the way you walk with your heel and just your alignments overall. And the really cool thing about a burnout, and I think burnouts are amazing because it's an indicator to you that something's wrong. You understand? And you could, it's, it's just a message. Any bad feeling, any negative emotion is a message 
to you that something needs to get fixed. Now you could take it as, oh my God, my day is so bad, or some you gotta interpret and make a new meaning that, hey, something's off, let me go inspect what's wrong. So maybe you go to a chiropractor and you see that, hey, maybe my alignment's a little bit off, how do I walk more correctly? You check the car out, hey, your family could have been in danger, right? You fix the car out. When you start feeling spiritual burnout or any type of burnout within that matter, right? Instead of running away from that feeling, because that makes it worse, you run away from the feeling of burnout, like, ah, this anxiety, you, you push away all these emotions. Instead, like explore that emotion a little bit more and find out what is the message that you've got to learn. Well, one message is that you got to balance things out a little better. And everyone's, like I said, balance looks different. Yeah. Well, I want to use the example of when you have to set up this lighting here. Right? Okay. What did you do? What did you start with? Oh, you're asking me? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't know about this, do you? Okay. Uh, we, we turned off all the lights. Yeah, so you started with everything. Yes, I did. He started with the back. Yes. Right? Kind of like, yes. The building blocks, you built it little mm -hmm. by little by little, and things started to come together, and now mm -hmm. we have a nice mm -hmm. living room. So, your life is kind of like that. Mm -hmm. You have to start with what's most important, what's urgent, find a good balance, find a good uh, you know, amount of time you can commit to that, a good amount of effort you can commit to that, mm -hmm. and then add school to that, and then add work to that, and add whatever. Uh, this is assuming that Dean is the person yes. that's most important. You know, family, and then work, and school, and you find a good balance. Bro, and I uh, just think about what you just said, like how beautiful it is, right? When you get burnt out, what happens? You stop doing everything. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right? So it's like the same thing as like turning everything off to like build it up from there. <laughs> so it's like, it's almost like a lot of like, just putting this inside of you. Like, like yeah. you said, it's not, it's not really bad. Mm -hmm. It's just letting you know, hey, there was something wrong. Now you got to change it. Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's, that's a really cool analogy that you brought, mashallah, barakallah, for real though, because, you know, this allows you to take control. And in one of our last podcast episodes, we talked about self-accountability and how Allah SWT calls you to take account for yourself, you know? Um, uh, it's, it's interesting because before, it was like you, the lights were controlling you and how you wanted to appear. But now that we've made it all blank, you're controlling how much light you want to be dictated, right? Sometimes we get all this beautiful equipment and we don't know what to do with it, so we just think we have to use it all in one shot, even though it has no purpose of use, right? And you could start, start getting frustrated with the whole process within itself, but we calmed it all down, we shut it down, like you said, all black screen, blank canvas, and we just rearranged our life a little bit. A lot of people who are dealing with anxiousness um, or, or like depression specifically, it's a call to action. That's what these emotions are, you know? The call to action that you need to reevaluate your life and prioritize certain things, right? It's your body's way of calling you to take action about whatever's happening. So perhaps you need to turn off the lights in your life a little bit more, right? Start fresh, fresh canvas, okay? And ask yourself, what are the most important things for me right now? Okay, my deep. Let me start on my theme first, okay? Am I taking control of everything? But then you get overwhelmed, but I gotta read more Quran. I got no no no, hold on a second, hold on. Remember, consistent, small but consistent. Develop that a little bit more, okay? Right now you're reading no Quran at all. So thinking that you're gonna read a whole juz is kind of unrealistic right now for you. You know yeah. what I mean? You're not reading any Quran at all, okay? So is a page okay? Okay. If it's a page okay, start there page feels good you want to go for the low-hanging fruit first really quickly I know you know the the real the best part is above the low-hanging fruit right but you got to start somewhere and when you develop that positive momentum by Allah's permission it's going to become two pages 
and then three, then four, then a juz, inshallah. But you don't just start, like you talk about workout analogies amongst the trainers over here, you don't just go for that ego lift at first mm-hmm. because not only will you not accomplish anything, but you can hurt yourself and be mm-hmm. put out forever. And be done. Like, I don't want to go to the gym because I slipped the disc. And mm-hmm. now you have psychological connotations. Like, oh, gym scares me. I get trauma thinking about it and all that. Versus those who have a great positive relationship with the gym. It's mm-hmm. because they have a nice sort of relationship with it because they're doing good and they see the progress and all that. And it's something good. So start from somewhere. Create a blank canvas and make achievable goals. Low hanging fruit. And just create your life to how you want to create it rather than you know, allowing the the stress of the whole world to just dictate how you act. And that's the thing, but have you seen the graph of of a 1% increase, you know, more more effort every day? Mm -hmm. And like what happens over time? Editor, you put it up on the screen, you know, it's like a 1% compound effect and it's exponential growth. You literally see if you were to be 1% better, just 1% better every day, in a year, what would happen? It's insane, it's a lot. It's it compounds, right? It compounds. Mm-hmm. If you look at like um, like a fossil or something like that, right? It's from millions of years or so of compounding. It crushed it and it preserved it in the same spot. So when you get it out, it's like a little stone almost, right? There's something about getting better every single day. Now I we spoke about this in the car about what does getting better look like, okay? Uh, and you know, let's suppose the average person gets up at eight a.m. They don't, but let's suppose they mm-hmm. do, okay? And you decided it's easy to be average. You you are born average. Like everyone's born average, you know? It's easy to be average, but above average, right, requires you to do something a little bit more un, un, unorthodox, right? But let's suppose you decided to wake up at seven, one hour earlier than everyone else, right? Right? Uh, one hour. What would happen is that if you did this every single day, right? Every single day for seven days, for example, right? You would be seven hours ahead of the person. That means you're seven hours ahead of accomplishments than that person, okay? You take this to three weeks, all of a sudden you're 21 hours, nearly a whole day ahead of someone. You've accomplished and you're ahead, if this was a race, you're one more day ahead of that person. And if you keep compounding this, you'll be years ahead of people before you even know it, you get me? But it came from a very small change, right? Which was that one hour. So ask, I'm encouraging myself and everyone else, right? Ask yourself, what's that one tiny change that you can make in your life that can make a huge difference? Not right now, right? But that curve eventually will be skyrocketing up while everyone else is like sort of flat lines. Facts, bro. Do you, do you know this guy named Fidel Sahabi? He's a GSP coach, MMA, MMA trainer. George St. Pierre. You know George St. Pierre? That sounds familiar yeah. to him. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything. Can I tell you a story about UFC, by the way? I know nothing about UFC. I know nothing about it. I'll tell you you a funny story, though. I don't know if I've told you this before. Uh, I haven't really shared this before. It's it's a fun one. I think think the viewers at home like this one, too. So, I'm I'm traveling. This was in December. Alhamdulillah. I was traveling. No, no, no. Excuse me. Not December. Like, February. I was traveling for Omar. Alhamdulillah. With my sister. And we're in the TSA line in JFK, right? And, um, you know, that line is just, you know, crazy. You know, there's loops after loops after loops. So, we're there. And you know, I'm, I'm in like my phobe, I have a kufi on or whatever I have on, like, you know, but it's like clearly I'm a Muslim, my sister is a hijab, alhamdulillah, so we see each other, you know, it's, it's happening. <clears throat> in the line, there's like two brothers who just look at us, they, they see us, and they gave us like that Muslim look, you know, like you look at someone, you know, yeah, oh, 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 
Oh, Salaikum, kind of, you know, one of those type of looks, right? And they were like these two, like, Russian dude kind of looking people. I don't know, but they were like, you know, you could tell, like, they're sort of European, Russian. You could just tell, like, it's like that, right? And one dude's face was just beaten up, you know? It, it just bruised. You could tell, like, they just came out of war, right? And uh, they had, like, like, these UFC shirts on and stuff like that, okay? But mind you, I know nothing about UFC at all. Like, the only sport I know is like basketball and <laughs> <laughs> you're Pakistani, no? yeah yeah but i don't really know it like that you know um and uh I, that's about it right even in soccer football right like i don't know nothing about it like i know some major players but i wouldn't be able to tell you who's on that team besides i don't even know what team they play for but i know them you know but anyways right so we keep seeing each other and you know eventually we just get cool because we just keep looping and seeing each other each time right and every time we bump into each other again, we cross, we're just saying something to each other and all that sort of stuff. And they're like, oh, where, where are you headed to? I said, oh, we're going to Umrah and all that. She's like, oh, you know, they're like, oh, mashallah and all that. So where are you guys? Okay, we're going to Dubai. And I said, oh, okay, cool. And then we keep going, loop, 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 loop. Um, and then eventually they let our line in first and we cross ahead of them because they were ahead of us, right? And I'm like, see guys, look how Allah just opened the doors before you. And they laughed about it and whatever, right? Come to find out, we had the same gate. Like we were right there for the gate and stuff like that. So I'm there at the gate and I see the two brothers coming and everything. And um, it's time to pray. And these dudes ready to pray. I'm like, oh, let's pray together. They're like, all right, let's, let's pray together. So one of the brothers goes and he changes, does some do, he prays and everything like that. I'm waiting for the other brother to come as well too. And in the meantime, we're just like chatting and just talking to each other and all that sort of stuff. And, um, you know, uh, we go about it and say, hey, what do you do? And all that. I said, listen, I, you know, I have uh, like a nonprofit, I have this clinic. And I started saying what I do. And I said, are, are you guys fighters? Yeah, we fight. Uh, I said, oh, mashallah, like I, I know nothing about fighting except like Khabib, right? You know, like Khabib, like that's the only fighter I know, right? He's like, oh, you know, that's my brother. I said, oh, like I thought he saw like brother in Islam kind of thing. It's right? Khabib's brother. No, listen, okay. so, so it's it's like my brother in Islam. So I said, because I asked them to, like, are you guys brothers? They said, yeah, no, that's my brother in Islam. I said, oh, so when he said, oh, oh, I, like, oh, Khabib, like, that's my brother. I thought he used to be the same thing. And he's like, just like, you and I are brothers. Okay, khalas, right? So me and this brother, now the second brother, me and this brother prayed together and we finished praying and all that sort of stuff. And uh, we exchanged information and all that sort of stuff. And I said, hey, brother, what's your name? He said, oh, my name is Islam. I said, oh. I said, oh, it sounds like the religion. He's like, yeah, like the religion. We just laugh about it and all that sort of stuff. And I'm like, okay, khalas. Now it's boarding time and he's going, he said, let's go. I said, no, 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 I'm on the other way. He said, oh, okay, never mind. And I said, how do we stay in touch? He's like, listen, just hit me up, message me on Instagram. I said, okay, cool. So uh, I, he said, uh, take down my thing. So I said, okay, cool. Uh, what's, your, what's your handle? He said, Islam. I said, Islam. And he said, dot. I said, dot. Someone else. And I was like, whoa, what, what do you say? He's like, just give me the phone, right? And he just types it all in. He said, okay, this is me. Assalamualaikum. I said, okay, bro, assalamualaikum. Safe. He said, make the offer me, no problem. I said, okay, bro, assalamualaikum. I'm walking back and look at my phone. I'm like, who, what? What is this? The, you know, verified takes, 4 million followers. I'm like, what's happening over here? And it turned out to be Islam. I think you guys know the, yeah, the yeah, UFC yeah. fighter. Oh, and so, yeah, I know. True yeah. story. Yeah, true story. True story. To the same. And maybe you guys can verify and... Uh, he ended up following me back and everything. I don't even know. I don't even know. Yeah, he just did that and we messaged on Instagram and everything. Yeah, oh, so. Wow. I don't think he's his brother. In, in Islam. <laughs> but they're very close. Home, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but that's pretty cool. I just wanted to share that. I don't know. Yeah. I, mean, I thought that was a cool story to share. But so I know you're a big UFC fan, so I thought that you might like it. 
Yeah, but I met his brother and son. But the coolest thing was, I think that even they recognized it. Because, look, you guys, mashallah, are growing with the podcast. So people recognize you guys too. And, you know, a lot of people probably like geek, geeked out to some degree as well too. And I think that what they appreciated was that I didn't really, I didn't even know. I just waited to pray with them and I was going to be on my way. I knew nothing about them and I didn't care. I just wanted to pray and I didn't do that. And it's turned out to be, they turned out to be like freaking Islam, like these major UFC. And the other brother, um, he's another UFC fighter as well too, but I'm sorry, I can't remember his name right now. Sorry, you know, but, <laughs> but may Allah bless him. But I don't know why we were talking about this, but I just had to mention that story. Sorry. Sorry. No, that was a good tangent. That was a good tangent. All right, let, let me let me go back to what I was gonna. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, no, no you got you got. It was, it was a good story. I didn't know you met uh, you met him, but Subhanallah. So Firaz Abi, we had him on the podcast. He's, he's into philosophy, psychology, oh, and and basically, brother Firaz, when he was on the Joe Rogan podcast, right, he made this this side tangent away from the real meat of the the podcast, and he was talking about how to train smarter, how to work out smarter. I think you guys can search it up if you want. It's like a short clip from the actual podcast on Joe Rogan. And Firas goes into like the philosophy of like or psychology of training. And he says when you train, it could be MMA, it could be bodybuilding, it could be anything, there's there's this level where you've trained just enough to make gains, but you haven't exceeded your mark in victory. It's not like you're exhausted, you haven't hit that fatigue zone yet. You, ha- you haven't hit that point where you're gonna go home and you're gonna be, oh, I don't wanna train for like another week. And he said when you hit that mark, stop. That way you can go again tomorrow. He said there's people that go to the gym for three hours. Then they don't go for like another week mm. and he says for him he'd rather go like 45 minutes per day and if you do 45 times seven it's way more than three hours so just like you said at the end of the month end of the year how many more hours or even weeks ahead of the curve is he compared to someone that just goes all in and it burns out and at the end of the day when you look at like muscles like like physiology to gain like make gains it all depends on volume the biggest component is volume meaning how much are you doing not how heavy you are and not frequency or anything but the volume when you look at volume, to max it out, I would rather do a little bit, but consistently do it 365 days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro. So when you when you really put two and two together, bro, it makes sense that when the Prophet someone mentioned that, you know, the best of deeds or, or about love's deeds that are small but consistent. That's facts, bro. Small, consistent deeds prevent burnout. Think about that. Right? Also, Small, consistent deeds prevent burning out because of what you just said, bro. Because if you are doing something consistently, you're in flow, you're balanced. You get me? But if you start doing more than what you can handle, and I think that there's even that is a nice medium because sometimes you should lift more, right? Because you've got to tear that muscle apart so you can start rebuilding it again, right? So we're not saying to always do the tiniest to bare minimum. We're not saying that. But what we're saying is to get in that rhythm, especially at first, and then you add another weight to it so that you can grow. I mean, that's what, that's what, bro, at the end of the day, if you really think about it, Firas never said not to go to intensity. But he mentioned a strong point that intensity entails that it cannot be done consistently with high frequency. Because if you were if you were gonna go 100% every day, how does that even make sense? If you want 100% today, you can't go 100% today. So then you're not really going 100%. So intensity means it's only every now and then. So he's saying when you're in off season, yeah, sure. When it's time, like it's coming, it, it's like you know the match is gonna be like within a month or within a few weeks, then you can step up the intensity every day or more frequently. But in in, in off season, you shouldn't be going to intensity or failure or fatigue. It should, be, it should be rare, bro. Once a week or once a month, maximum. Mm-hmm. You know, you you mentioned something about you know even recovery. For example, going back to that working out analogy, mm-hmm. even recovery is a part of the training, right? Even recovery is part of training to build that muscle to do whatever you need to get to those gains to. Um, 
if you're not balanced with the recovery as well, you're not gonna have the same type of gains. You need to be balanced by also recovery. So like you mentioned, bro, about the scholars, who the scholar who would also listen to some entertainment, you know, at the same time, that's a part of the balance process that prevents burning out. So if all you do is study, 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 study all the time and you have no leisure time, right, to relax the mind so it could process a little bit. I mean, even babies, right? Why do they sleep so much? It's because they're processing all the information that they had because at nighttime is when their brain is truly working, right? It's really working hard so it can process everything as well too. That's their balance. That's how they have to maintain balance. So asking everyone, listeners, ourselves over here as well too, even with this podcast, because let's be real, this could be draining. This could like this whole podcast, uploading content and all the content creators out there. If someone is listening who's a content creator, it's extremely overwhelming. It's it could it could cause you to burn out. You know, it could cause you to burn out. And there's so many people who say that I need a I need to take a break. You know, the reason you're taking a break from it is because you were you were working on those RPMs were too high. You know, the RPMs were too high rather than being smooth and consistent. You know, you were just doing more than you should have done. And consistent doesn't mean upload every day or create something every single day. Consistency means that you're working towards your goal every single day. That doesn't mean that it's getting uploaded, right? It doesn't mean it's getting created, but you're getting closer and closer to that step. So it's just about bite-sized goals that you can just, you know, get that dopamine rush by saying, ah, got it done. Like, oh, I mean it. You know, there's something about putting a check mark next to that box because it feels good that you've done something. Mm-hmm. That you've something so basically right? you're saying if you want to finish reciting the Quran, you're not going to recite the Quran entirely and finish every day, mm-hmm. but you're going to read X amount every day. Every day with the intention to finish it. So that yeah, even, will, yeah. even if you died in that process, Allah would reward you as if you did finish it. You mm-hmm. get it? Because he knew your intention the whole entire time. You know, so having that medium that balance because islam is a religion of balance it's not about extremes if you're if you are practicing islam or anything else with an extreme you're doing it wrong you're practicing your faith wrong you're studying wrong you're working wrong you're with your family wrong it has to be a balance and you have to strike that balance how what's a great way to do that turn off all the lights start fresh with that canvas and just start prioritizing what matters the most to you it should be allah and your family Everything else is just an option. Allah and your family are the number one priorities that you, sh- you should have, right? And to those who are single, what does that mean for family? Your mother, your, your siblings, your, your dad, like, you know, your family. That should be a priority. Allah and your family should be the priority. Everything else doesn't matter. Why are you at the dinner table on your phone talking to people who don't matter? They're not here. They're not here. They're not with you. They're not, you know, they're not going to, they haven't, they weren't, they, they don't matter. As much as the people in real life matter with you. Don't tell me that your mom is talking to you and you're looking at the phone. Don't tell me your dad is talking to you, he calls you, or your mom calls you. Yeah, yeah, yes, okay, bye. Don't tell me that the people you're with are more important than that lady who called you on the phone. Don't tell me that. You're practicing it wrong. You're not respecting your mom enough. Like if you're texting more people than you are and you look at your relationship with your mom and it's all the way at the bottom like that, like come on, you really have to prioritize your life because we spoke about this. One day, one day, that lady won't be around. One day, you're going to be giving a whistle to your dad. That's the fact. You're going to give a whistle to your dad. That's a fact. That's going to happen. So why are you waiting to touch their cold corpse before you realize how much regret you have about telling you love them or whatever? You know what I mean? Like, don't do that to yourselves. Go and tell your parents. Tell them you love them. Prioritize them while they're in your life right now. Prioritize Allah. Prioritize 
you know, the people who matter the most in your life because that TikTok is still going to be there. That PS5, that Call of Duty, that FIFA, that NBA 2K, all that stuff is still going to be there. But obeying your mom when she said, hey, you know, take out the garbage or when your sister said, hey, I need to move the car. Can you clear the driveway? That response is something that that, that means more than anything else that you're doing right now. That inspires, bro. It makes me reflect a lot, man, because... In today's day and age, we're actually taught like, oh, purpose first, purpose first, purpose first. And it's like, well, now you become Muslim or you're born Muslim, like, and you come back to the deen, you understand that it's Allah first. Mm -hmm. But then now, now that you know that it's Allah first, now you still have the whole thing in society being pushed, like, oh, purpose first, at least for men. Mm -hmm. You know, we're taught like, oh, we need to have this purpose. And while I, I do agree to a very large extent that we need to have something that we're working towards, that we can use to provide a means for our family and for ourselves. We shouldn't be living to work. We should be working to live, mm -hmm. you know, like working so that we have more time with those that we love most. Mm -hmm. I think that's very important. You said we shouldn't be living to work or working to live. Yeah. I mean, like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you'll find that a lot of these things overlap, especially when you go in that order, Islam, family, work, and that stuff. Because if you look at Islam, Islam actually gives rights to your family, gives priority to your family. So if you actually are practicing a Muslim, right, you're a practicing Muslim, you'll find that I need to be there for my parents, for my children, for my wife, for my brothers and sisters. I need to actually maintain that kinship with all of them. And that's when I practice Islam, that's what happens. I need to take care of my family, that means I actually have to work now. So now I'm going to go to work and it kind of, you'll find these things actually work. Uh, in some kind of congruent manner. It's, it's a holistic, all-encompassing thing. Exactly. Putting Allah first naturally gets all the other affairs set. 100%, 100%. And then you'll actually realize there's a time for this and a time for that. Mm -hmm. Because Islam says there's a time for this and a time for that, right? You'll you'll find that there's a time where I need to be alone and pray my salah by myself and read Quran by myself and reflect. Maybe it's only 20 minutes, maybe it's only half an hour. And you'll find there's a time to be alone with your wife. Mm -hmm. And the time to be with your kids together, I mean, every individual kid mm -hmm. by themselves. There's a time to get them a gift and time to be certain with them and firm with mm -hmm. them. And there's a time to go and work and make money for your family and provide mm -hmm. for them. Ask me, bro, listen. I was about to say, I got examples, bro. Go for it. I, I wanted to share these examples with y'all. Okay, so um, before I became Muslim, I was the exact thing that you just mentioned, where I would be with my mom, but I wasn't with her. I was messaging friends or messaging you know, women on the phone. Right? And I was playing video games or something like that, right? Then I became Muslim, and then, or actually before I became Muslim, I understood purpose. So then it's like not a switch from me like messaging a whole bunch of people while being with her to now me just completely not being with her and just focusing on purpose. But then I became Muslim, and I was like, oh, Allah first. Okay, I, I do need to put Allah first. So I started putting Allah first. But then anytime I'm with my mom, I'm like just basically pushing to the side because I'm thinking to myself, I need to learn more about Islam. I need to learn more about Islam, but there's a time and place for everything, right? Mm -hmm. So then this is happening, this is happening, and then I started getting to the point where um, I realized my mom needs help. You know, I was in Thailand, and um, Allah made it very clear to me, like, look, it's your time to leave Thailand. And as much as I wanted to stay in Thailand, like, Allah made it very clear, like, it's time to leave, it's time to help my mom out. And I come to, I come to the U.S. again to, like, help my mom out, and I'm thinking to myself, uh, Allah's putting me on in, back in, in this situation to help financially, you know, to be the man, mm -hmm. right? So I'm like doing this, I'm like full on my purpose, and then my mom's really like, she's she's kind of breaking down. My man, love bless her, but she was breaking down in a way where I was like, I, I literally asked her, I was like, 
why why are you saying this? Like I'm literally here. Like, I came from Thailand. Like I'm I'm with you. Like I'm I'm providing. Like, I'm doing all this. Like why do you even feel like that? She's like, like I need you here. I don't need you to pay for this mm-hmm. and that. And I bro, like when I she said that, I was like, oh, like that hit me. Like it hurt, bro. Like I'm getting like teary eyed because like that hurt. Because like as a man, I was thinking like I had to provide this way when all my mom wanted was just. Like me, they like my attention, my, my, intimate, my yeah. energy, bro. Like the presence, bro. Like that's that's that's, that's powerful. That's, that's what I'm saying, like, bro. Like family first, or family. It's like yes. people think women, but not just women, but family, but especially your woman, bro. People think they just want one thing at a time, bro. It's pleasing a woman, satisfying a woman is so much different than for women pleasing men, bro. We were talking about this in the car. A lot of people they don't just want one thing, and this kind of ties into the whole love language thing we were talking about, bro. Sometimes people just want time from you, quality time, undivided time, not you on your phone and all this stuff, just presence, right? Sometimes your, sp- your, your spouse wants intimacy. Sometimes they want you to take them somewhere. Sometimes they just want you to listen and they want to talk, right? It's, it's different, bro. So as brothers and sisters that are tuning in, it's really important to be catching all these things around and like seeing what people really want. Because no one's going to be direct, bro. Like, your mom didn't say this in the beginning. I just want you to, you know. Like, it's, it's in a way, it's kind of like, oh, why didn't your mom say that? We could agree to the argument. But, bro, it's not your mom's job to tell you that. At the end of the day, it's our job to, like, pick these things up and notice. You know what I mean? If you, and if she would have told you that, maybe it would have been as impactful because you didn't realize you were doing something wrong the whole time. Mm-hmm. You get it? Because you kept on mentioning the word, you know, I was doing this, I was doing this, I was doing this, right? And you really have to ask yourself, like, if you're doing it for the sake of Allah, whether someone appreciates it or not, it doesn't matter, right? You do it for the sake of Allah. When the I is involved, there's a lot of ego involved, right? Like, I got to be the man. I got to do this. And when she said that, it just took away your, your ego immediately, right? Immediately, like, it just stripped you of it. Like, that's not what she wants. She wanted this, right? And that's something we got to remember. A lot of times in like our family, they just want you. They just want quality time with you. They don't want you to buy them and take these on holidays and all that sort of stuff. Those are, in, in my opinion, a lot of times distractions from the real problem. You know? It's, it's a distraction because you're trying to buy your love, buy your quality time, and sometimes you just go for a walk. It's, it's cool, man. It's cool. Like, you guys just want to spend time together, but just, you just, again, everyone's balance is a little different. You know, everyone is balancing differently, but you have to start somewhere. You have to realize that, you know, Prioritize, reprioritizing your life and making sure that Allah is the top of the priority will help. It's like, you know, when the canvas is blank, where do we start first? You start with Allah. You start with your relationship with Allah. Because a lot of people might be wondering, okay, SQ, three Muslims, this sounds really good. Where do I start to regain my balance? Start with your relationship with Allah. Because it's Allah who's going to put barakah in everything else for you. You know, so like all those things that are burning you out, why are you giving it so much importance when you can just call out to the one who can put blessings in that thing that's causing you to burn out. Like, just ask Allah to show you the way to perform that work. Show me the way. And, you know, even if your marriage and, you know, maybe perhaps your husband isn't the way you want it to be, right? Or that's good for you. Or your wife isn't the way you want her to be or that's good for you. Oh, Allah, make them good for me. Have you thought of that, right? We are so, you know, hellbound on trying to change them. Why are you trying to change them? Ask the owner of the heart to turn their heart. Why are you? Why am I trying to do that? Remove the I from your language and from your vocabulary and just turn to Allah. Stop thinking that I have something to do with it. I have nothing to do with it. It's all Allah. 
you know and you were asking me this question like aren't you worried about like your daughters and like the, the world the living is like i might be worried but you know when they go out to school i have no control over that so oh allah take care of my daughters oh allah take care of my children take care of my family allah i'm not home Allah, be there with them. Be there, watch over them. Allah, take care of them. That that way you're developing more tawakkul and yaqeen in your relationship with Allah as well too. Mm -hmm. So those are like extra hacks for people to develop a better connection with Allah. So well. let's, let's go into that. How do you maintain and strike that balance with your family personally? Because bro, being a social figure, being an influencer, having a YouTube channel, having XYZ, all of these things that you're trying to do, the other projects, Amazon, mashallah, guys, link to the description, guys, come on, push that now. All this stuff that you're doing, mashallah, to barakallah, may Allah increase that tenfold, thousandfold, millionfold, mm -hmm. but how are you doing this and still giving your family time? I know it's an, it's an acquired taste, it's, it's learned art, but yeah. we talked about this thing, yeah, something about unavailable, what were you saying on that? Something that you're, you're not unavailable, you're, or something? You're not, not busy. busy, you're unavailable. Yeah, so what do you... Yes, yeah, no, you should be asking us. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We're figuring this out. We're figuring this out. But, but going to that, so... So, okay, so you're, you're asking me how do I strike that balance between mm -hmm. everything like that. I think before, I was terrible at it. I still not good at it. I just want to be clear. May Allah make me better. But mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't have the answer. I don't want to front like I do have the answers. All I know is I've messed up a lot. And I have the scars to prove it, bro. I have those fights with my wife and relationships to prove it. I have those missed moments with my daughters to prove it. I have those, you know, late nights in the lab trying to upload a video to prove it. You know, I have those uh, those uh, times I've missed my, my daughter uh, going to bed or reciting Quran to them while they're going to bed or something to prove it, you know? So I'm not here to tell you that I have those answers because I don't have those answers. But one thing, alhamdulillah, that Allah has allowed me to do um, is take one thing at a time. I think that when you do too many things at once, you're unable to really do justice to any one thing. So again, just starting off from somewhere and just giving it a lot more attention. So you're right. Um, when you do so many things, naturally one thing is going to suffer. It's, it's just common law. That's going to happen. Something is going to take effect. Something is going to mess up. But again... I think that I've learned from all those mess ups. For example, when I started doing my daily uploads, it was once upon a time that I was uploading every single day. And honestly, it, it put me off from even wanting to do YouTube. Like it was just like I remember I remember once upon a time when all I did was make sure that I needed to be the first one to upload something about it, right? I needed to be the first one. Oh shoot, Logan Paul said something about God, oh I've gotta make a video. Yeah. But babe, we were about to go do something. I know, babe, but I gotta do this. It's viral. It's viral. It's viral. I gotta viral. talk about this. I gotta, I gotta talk about this. Oh, they just, they just, they something about. Oh, they did this thing about Islam. I gotta go make a video about it. You know, I gotta go do all these things about it. And it was taking away from the quality of my life. It was taking away from the quality of my content. And it just, it became like this rush job that I started to do. And the biggest thing that I feel like it took away from was my sincerity. And my Nia of why? Because before you press you before you press record, you should have some Nia sincerity. And look, only Allah knows what the true Nia is, right? I can sit here and tell you it's to inform people, it's to give dawah, it's to tell people about what's happening and all that sort of stuff. But if I'm being honest with myself and may Allah purify me, the other part of the Nia also 
Well, so I could be the first one to do it. I'm competing amongst other Muslim YouTubers, right? Because, oh, I know, damn, that YouTuber is going to talk about it first. Then who's going to want to watch my video? I need to do the, I got to be the breaking news person like that. Like, what is this drama alert? What is this? You know, like, what is, is this like, is this Islamic? Is this what I'm doing now? Is this what it comes down to? Like, I just got to make the first video about it. Oh, shoot. They said something about it. And shout out to, more power to you if you're doing those things. I'm talking about myself, obviously, right? And, you know, this brings me to the point of when, you know, the, the, the people will be brought from Allah SWT on the Day of Judgment and it will be the martyr. He stands in front of Allah SWT and, you know, you know he, he died for the sake of Allah. He's going to say, you know, what have you done? You know, I, you know, I went for jihad, peace be Allah. I died for you, Allah, and I fought for you and all that. And then Allah is going to tell him, you've lied. You did it so that you could be the hometown hero. You did it so that people could say what a strong and brave warrior he was. <clears throat> it was not accepted. Hellfire. Hellfire, right? A person, a scholar, right? Who, 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 someone who memorized Quran or uh, learned, right? Got deen, got, got the knowledge, right? What did you do? What did you do? I, 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 I saw knowledge for you, Allah. You've lied. You did it so that people could say you're educated. You did it so people could say, doctor. That title, you did it so you could get one of those marks on your head. That's why you were praying. You weren't really praying. You were trying to do it for a show. Only Allah knows that niyyah. You understand? And that's what I had to realize. That not only was I burning out in that process of, oh, I got to do I got to do I got to do it. It made me become someone I, I'm not. And I, it's just, there's so many people out there, whenever there's something, because they're searching for content. You guys are content creators, right? Sometimes you know that you're thinking about content. Like, you know, what should we post about? What should we do about? What should we... It becomes very tedious and difficult at times, you know? And these people are thinking all the time, so, oh, shoot, let me talk about LGBT. Let me just talk about it. Let me just talk about this new celebrity did something. Let me talk about them. They're creating content all the time about these things. And look, may Allah reward them, okay? I don't want someone to think that I'm trying to throw subs at anyone. No, yeah. it's, like, it's not like that. It works for you, cool. I'm talking about my experience. I was doing this thing and I just don't think that that was the right way to do it for me. And it caused me to get burned out and I just, I had to take a step back. But the good thing about taking a step back, it's not a bad thing, burnouts aren't a bad thing. It showed me that I'm not doing something correct. Now, alhamdulillah, I feel like I found a really good balance between things where I upload when I want to upload. I, I don't, it's not like when I'm between two uploads, I'm not doing anything, no. I'm actually trying to perfect that upload that you're about to see. And I just drop it when I'm ready to drop it, you know? I, I, and it, it's cool. Like, I just move on my own speed. I move at my own time. And I just move with better intentions and better Nia now. I don't want to just post for posting anymore. And, you know, I, shout out to all those people who are watching my content every single day uploads. But it was taking a toll on me, you know? It was. At first, it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Like, I just do it. I wasn't even editing. If someone goes back to the videos, I don't even edit them. I just, like, post it raw, exactly out the camera, how it is. That's, that's, that's done. But there were times where I was just talking about jumping on the bandwagon of whatever is hot. You know, because that's a growing technique. Let's be serious with you, right? That's a algorithm technique, right? Where you talk about that trending topic, right? Oh shoot, Will Smith took a slap, he slapped them. Okay, how can I make a video about that within Islam and all that shit? <laughs> Nothing, no disrespect to oh, anyone. Bro, I feel attacked. Nah, it's, 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 right, right. it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not that. Like you know, Lightyear came out with it. Like how do I make a thing about that? Like you know, whatever it might be. Like there's YouTubers who do that, and I think that that's needed. That's needed. Like 
I don't want, there's going to be so many people upset with me. Like, I'm not trying to target anyone. When I was doing that, it took me away from sincerity. It just made me feel like I was on high alert all the time, you know, about some amazing article that I need to make a video about. Like, oh, should something happen and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, you know, people uh, are, are, you know, being harmed in Kashmir. No one's really talking about that, right? The Rohingyan refugees are still in Bangladesh. No one wants to talk about that because it's not that trending of a topic, right? So where did my sincerity really, really lie? Like, did it lie with the algorithm, with trending topics, trying to make, like, these clickbaity things that people are gonna watch, or is this really to help the Ummah out? Is it really, am I trying to do that, you know? And at first I feel like I was, not that I wasn't. I believe there is sincerity in that, but I just had to really take a step back from all those things. So if you're asking, how did I do this Zamzam? How am I doing all that stuff? I, I just take my time with it, bro. I don't think that, you know, people might be saying, okay, SQ, you've been selling the Zamzam. Where's the school in Palestine? Do you even know what it takes to build a school in Palestine? Like, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing like a million things. It's happening when it happens. Keep making dua for each other. Let's stay sincere. Let's stay the course. And, you know, just be patient with things. It'll work out when it works out. So that's that's working for me, bro. I just take my time with it. Take my time. Really? But when, when you guys say that to me, I'm like, really? I'm like, oh, it was kind of just... Mm. For you, but that's how we all feel when we speak. Because mm -hmm. we've already internalized it. And to us, it's kind of like, okay, yeah. But, like, when... We say it. Remember how I told you, like, we say something and like you you could want to tell us something, but we're going to pick up from that whatever we need to pick up from. You know, we may have not even picked up the thing that you wanted us to pick up from, but we picked up on something. And may Allah use me to provide more be beneficial knowledge to people. May he use you guys in this platform and all the dais out there, you know. I, I think that's one thing that really clicked with me that changed me. And this is the conversation I have with my wife because when I was doing this, going back to that point of daily uploads or talking about this topic or that topic that was trendy or whatever, you know, it comes with expectations. I didn't get the view. That's problematic, man. That's really problematic. Like I needed to understand why did that hurt so much? Why did it hurt that my view didn't get it? You know, like, you know, why did it hurt so much that that didn't get a view? Why is that bothering me so much? And I realize I'm putting so much effort into it, investment into it, whether that be time or whether it be buying something for a video. And my wife had to, this is why I tell you guys about the wife thing, guys. Like, you know, I know one amongst us, you know, one person else is married over here and mashallah, other brothers are getting married very soon. Mashallah, 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 mashallah. And you know, um, it's, it's, it's something you guys gotta remember. When you have the companion, they can talk you off the edge. They can talk you off that ledge because you just wanna quit. You're like, you know, I'm done with everything. I don't wanna post nothing. And she's like, she said, and this is where it helped. You you give da'wah. You're a da'i. That's what you are. You're a da'i. You're doing this for the sake of Allah. You're servant of Allah. And you know, when I started taking on that identity, then it just didn't matter. It just didn't matter if you watched it or not. You just It just didn't matter. It still doesn't matter to me. And every time, and may Allah keep me more sincere with this as well too, Ed. Every time when I upload, I have a ritual now. The ritual is... You know, it sounds funny, but I think, you know, I make fresh wudu three times before I make, you know, I do an upload and um, I make a dua. I make a dua, I ask Allah, to, oh Allah, you know, keep me content, make me content with the risk that you give me from this. Risk doesn't mean money, right? Risk is the barakah, it's the goodness, it's just all forms of goodness that comes from that. Um, and I just ask Allah to make me content with it. And alhamdulillah, 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 like ever since I've been doing that, Whatever I get from this, I'm happy with it. 
Like, I just feel happier. It feels like there's more blessings in it. And I get geeked out now if I get more views than I'm expected to and it's performing better than it does. And I'm just like, I'm just so much more grateful. grateful yeah. I'm just so much more grateful now. Rather than I posted it, I'm checking it, I'm refreshing it. I'm like, that can't be right. Mm, come on. And I'm just like, why is that happening? Now I'm just getting geeked. I'm like, yo, ah, ah, subhanAllah. You know, because I have no expectations now. I'm, mm. I'm content. You leave it to Allah. I, I'm content. I've left it to Allah. I'm content. And I'm asking Allah, oh Allah, utilize this to spread your deen. Utilize this. Utilize me. Utilize this platform that you've given me to spread your deen. You know, utilize these things, Allah. Utilize me to spread your religion. Allah, make this religion. This religion is going to be successful. Allah, utilize me to help make it successful, you know? And asking Allah to be a part of it, you know? Just renewing my intentions with each video I'm uploading. So someone might wonder, ask you, you need to upload more. And people tell me that now versus when, it's so funny because I used to upload everything. Now people tell me you should upload more. And if you're wondering why I haven't uploaded in so long, it's because between one upload and the other, what's what's happening is not only is the video being edited, but my intentions are being renewed. And it takes time. For me, it takes time. And I just need to take my time, renew the upload, renew the intentions with the new upload, and take it from there. Inshallah, inshallah. Very briefly said, uh, before you end off, I don't want to come on that because I think you've obviously summarized it really beautifully, especially from your experience, mashallah. Um, what I do want to comment on is the whole kind of balancing, more so the family aspect of it. Mm -hmm. uh, alhamdulillah, now I'm in a position where you know I see myself as you know responsible for my family. Alhamdulillah, yes. and no, I'm not just talking about money; I'm talking about every way, the yes. growth, the development, them feeling loved and appreciated, and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So I, I feel like alhamdulillah, I've learned a lot so far. I picked up on a lot of things. Kind of line. I think a good way to summarize it is: it's not about doing a lot, and it's not it's not about doing big things. It's about doing the right things mm -hmm. when it comes to people. These are people, these are human beings, mm -hmm. right? You know, also, with my work, I deal with human beings. You could text someone, you know, three days in a row, but it might not mean as much as giving them a call once a week. Mm -hmm. You know, it's that call, the intimacy. I'm not talking about intimacy like in, in a romantic way, but that intimate talk, you can have an intimate talk with your brother, mm -hmm. right? You just, intimacy is just something that's like you're close to somebody, right? So you can have that with anyone, but it's just a matter of doing it the right way. Imagine playing chess, right? In chess, you don't just want to move a lot of pieces. You know, you don't want to move, you know, you don't want to make like big moves. Like I'm going to move the queen on the other side of the board. But you want to make the right moves, right? And think about, you know, doing, imagine you got your wife like 10 gifts, but none of them were things that she has used for mm -hmm. or likes at all. Imagine you, like, especially with women, like they have a very specific aesthetic, very specific fashion sense. And you get them 10 items of clothing that is so far away mm -hmm. from their sense of fashion, they would honestly feel a little upset. And if they got, if they didn't appreciate it, you'd feel upset yeah. in return, right? Yeah. But that's that's the beauty of doing something for the sake of Allah. If you kept them the best in your mind when you did that action, Allah has already rewarded you. Whether they appreciate it or not, it doesn't matter yeah. because Allah will reward you. And if they are displeased with it, you turn to Allah. You don't get mad at them. You don't have a fight with them. You turn to Allah and say, Allah, if you know I did this for your sake, then reward me for it, right? And, you know, this goes to the story of the men who were trapped inside the cave and the boulder came in front of it, right? And every man told a story about what they did. And they said, oh, Allah, if I did that for your sake, remove the rock. And everyone's rock removed a little bit, right? So if you did something for someone and you did it for the sake of Allah, then it doesn't matter if they appreciate it or not. As human beings, obviously, we like gratification. We like that. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I understand. And as someone who fears Allah, 
they need to also be smart and say, hey, let's start mm -hmm. appreciating the fact they did that, right? Like, I'm sure they, they deserve someone to remind them, like, hey, like, don't do that. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala might be upset with them for doing that. And I think a good person would recognize that, yo, I need to, like, really be appreciative of this as well, too, you know? And it reminds me of one of the first fights I got into my wife. Very, very first fight, right? And uh, this is when we were first like talking, and um, we had gotten our nikah done, but she was still in the UK and I was still in the United States, right? And um, I had gotten her something that I thought that she would like. It was a pair of like like some type of shoes, and I got it for her, and uh, she didn't like it at all. Like I was so geeked to like got it because I secretly got her shoe size. I did all these things, you know. And I went all around it, got it ordered from the UK, sent over to her from her favorite shop and this and that. And when she got it, she was just like, oh yeah, it's, oh yeah, you know, it's not even, I can't wear shoes like this because this is this and this. And I remember I was at work when this happened. I was just so upset, bro. I, honest to God, and you know, Shaitan comes to you even more, right? He's like, this is the one you're marrying. Oh, you, she doesn't even respect you now. What are you going to do later on? Ah, ah. You know, and I, I was just so, so upset about it. And I spoke to her about this, like, yo, I did this for you. You don't even consider what I had to go through to do this. And then she was just like, listen, I didn't mean it like that. It's just, I can't wear these type of shoes and all that sort of stuff. And that put like a really bitter taste in my mouth at that time. If I could go back and redo that again, right? I would have handled it completely different. I would have realized that, hey, look, I did this for the sake of Allah. Babe, no problem. Oh, no worries, babe. There's a receipt inside of it. Send it back and get the one that you want. I love you. It doesn't matter, right? Because if I did it for the sake of Allah and she's communicating that she didn't like them, just have her take care of it, right? I still got the reward from it. I still got the reward from it, right? Yeah, I didn't get the fact that she likes that or whatever, but you know, what's better, that or this immature aspect that you're just gonna fight with her and do that and show a really ugly side of yourself as well too? Because yeah. I've changed since then, you know? And I remember when I was in Saudi and I had to get my wife, uh, you know, something, a gift. And, you know, I was afraid to get her something because I'm like, I know she's kind of picky with it. And I spoke to my wife. I'm like, hey, I want to get you something. I'm not sure what you might like. And I learned to maybe consult her a little bit more on the gifts. And she told me, she's like, I'm not that same person that you gave the shoes to before. You get me anything, I love it, right? Yeah, there's a maturity yeah. process that everyone has to go through. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a maturity process that we all have to go through. Mm -hmm. And I had to go through that. And she had to go through that as well, too. Yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. it's all about growing and getting closer to Allah. So, like, you know, like, I, I just think that when you do something for the sake of Allah and you hold the door for someone and they don't say thank you, you know, they pass by you like, you're welcome, pass aggressively, you know, sorry, <laughs> you're welcome. No, because you did this for the sake of Allah. You did it for the sake of Allah, you know, and if they say thank you, it doesn't matter. Allah is a shakur, right? We spoke about this. Allah subhanahu wa is a shakur. You know, he's already <clears throat> showing you the gratitude for that act by giving you the reward. So what else do you want? Whether they give, your reward is not with you, you know, giving thanks to me, right? Uh, you showing appreciation for me being here. It doesn't matter. You know, I did this for the sake of Allah as well too. We all did it for the sake of Allah. And it, it does show that we do need to appreciate each other. So that doesn't mean you don't know because you should appreciate, you should show appreciation towards the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because when you're appreciative of the people, you're actually being showing appreciation of Allah. So you should go out of your way to make them feel special. You should do these things. If someone does something for you, ask yourself, how can I do more for them? You look in the mall today, that the the, uh, the Muslims, they gave us the pizza, right? I was playing around with them, they gave us the, pe the pizza, but then I went and I gave them the water, right? Because like, I just want to show some appreciation. It's something small, but you gave them the water, right? You want to ask yourself, how can you show appreciation? When someone does something for you, I need to get them back somehow. 
You should start plotting on how can you show them appreciation. When someone does something for you, how can you do more for them than they did for you? You know what I mean? I think so. Yeah. You know, Man, I wish we could speak forever, bro. But guys, let us know if you want to ask you back. This was a fulfilling episode and, and, and discussion, bro. And I'm I'm truly appreciative for for meeting SQ and Shady Torah as well. And just all the conversations that we've had with him on and off camera. And just hold the limited amount of time that we've known you. This is our what? This is our second time interacting because the first time was podcast a year ago. And then the second time now is you coming here, but yes. yes. And you know, I told you about this like that year ago. If you guys check out that podcast that my very virtual first, movie. the virtual which was you know online, you guys check that out. So I was at a complete, I was at a, I was in a crossroads of my life at that time. Really, complete crossroads of my life. Yeah, I, I was at a full crossroads of my life, guys. I didn't know which direction to go in my life. I was, I was burnt out. I, I truly was just burnt out with everything. And again, when you're burnt out, you just want to quit everything that you do. And YouTube and all these things was one of those things. You know, I just wanted to quit and I just wanted to stop everything like that as well. And that's just the trap of the straight thought. But the advice that I'm given is the advice that the Prophet Muhammad gave to the companions who were supposed to be on that mountain of Ahad, uh, on the mount of where the archers were, which was to stay put. If you're out there, if you're doing some work for the sake of Allah, stay put. Stop deviating. Stop thinking you need to give up. Stay put. Stay consistent. Stay put. Do what you must. But just stay put, just, just stay where you are and keep on doing it. The shaitan wants you to come down from that hill. He wants you to come down, stay put. And I was at this crossroads because I didn't know what I wanted to do with myself. I just felt like I was being like everybody else. When I was making those videos about Logan Paul or whatever, uh, whatever that influencer did to that influencer and that person did to that person and blah, blah, blah. I, I was just becoming everyone else. I was just like every other person. What was unique about me? Nothing. And I just realized I need to be myself. Plain old. And how? I need to do a little soul searching. I need to figure out what I need to do. I turned off the lights and I just turned on what I wanted to turn on and I just refigured some things out. I found out what are my best qualities. Because when you try to be someone else, you lose yourself. You gotta be yourself. And a lot of times we don't know who we are because we don't spend enough time with ourselves. Spend time with yourself. Figure out what are your likes, your dislikes and all that. And just see where your gifts are. Allah has given us all the gift. Let's apply those gifts. Let's first recognize what those gifts are. The number one gift is to recognize who Allah is. And that's the biggest gift that we can have. And we recognize that. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless everyone who is listening out there for real, for real. I appreciate you guys. Three Muslims, mashallah. It was such, like every time I see you guys, every time we meet up for this podcast, it brings a different type of appreciation in my life for you guys. And I really appreciate and love you guys. Thank you so much for the invite, as always. And, uh, the realest podcast in the dunya for sure. With that being said. With that being said before Rami ends it off, please one more time guys, hit the links in the description, check out the Zamzam project. Super important stuff guys. May Allah accept it from you and all of us. Allahumma Amin. But with that being said, Allahumma Atina fi dunya hasana wa fil akhirat Assalamu alaikum. ورحمة الله وبركاته